Welcome back. I'm Eric Grun, and this is These Are the Words. And we will continue with the part two of the life and teachings of Elder Thaddeus. And we are on part two of uh, the, the, the first part was the life of Elder Thaddeus. And the second part is the teachings of Elder Thaddeus. I'm going to look for some music here that we can enjoy. <laughs> We're Carvana, the com <laughs> Nice background music. Okay, <clears throat> number three The teachings of Elder Thaddeus. The Old Testament people were unable to accept God's boundless love. Likewise, they were unable to accept his commandments and continued to follow the ancient rule of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. See reference Exodus 21-24. Even today we Christians still adhere to this Old Testament rule and are therefore surrounded by evil. We are also surrounded by many unpleasant things in life which destroy our inner peace. We are unable to forgive even our own brother, let alone others. You can see how you can see now how it goes. <clears throat> when we nurture evil thoughts, we become evil. We may think that we are good, but evil is in us. We do not have the strength to resist it, and we know that, as Christians, we must not even think evil, let alone do it. We, however, have divine power, divine life, and divine energy. On the day of the final judgment, we shall have to give an answer for the way we have used this divine power, life, and energy which have been given to us, whether we have contributed to the harmony in the universe or have sown disharmony. The Lord has taken all of our sufferings and cares upon himself, and he has said that he will provide for all our needs. Yet we hold on to cares so tightly that we create unrest in our hearts and minds, in our families and all around us. Oh yeah, this is a... I was just reading Psalm 145 today, and this reminds me, I, I'm, I'm, as I'm reading Elder Thaddeus' teachings, it reminds me of uh, Psalm 145, verses, verse 14. 
The Lord sustains all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Psalm 145, verses 14 through 16. is exactly what Father Thaddeus is saying. Whenever I am burdened by problems and when I hear, when I try to bear all the cares of the monastery and the brotherhood by myself, then there is trouble in store for me and the brethren. Even the easiest job is carried out with great difficulty. But when I commit myself the brotherhood, when I commit myself the brotherhood and everything else unto the Lord, even the hardest of jobs gets done with ease. There is no pressure and peace reigns among the brethren. The Lord is present everywhere and nothing happens without his will or his permission, either in, in this life or in eternity. When we accept this idea, everything is made easier. If God would allow us to do everything the way we desire and when we desire, this would certainly result in catastrophe. One cannot even imagine the chaos that would occur. God reminds us in different ways of His presence. We, however, quickly forget about it, especially when things are going well for us. We forget that we are here for a short time only and we think that we will be around forever. But when misfortune strikes, we cry, Lord have mercy. This is why we should try hard to change our character for the better. Once, two women came to me and brought a third who was dragging her leg. She could barely walk. She said that she had been to several doctors, but they were not able to say what was wrong with her. I told her that her nerves were weak. I also told her that mine was a worse case than hers. She said, to her, she said that her husband had left her. Of course he has, I said. Who is going to take care of the children? Who will prepare his meals for him when you are so depressed? You are not physically ill. You are too depressed. Sing! Sing, and your husband will come back to you. I told her that I was going to the church to read some prayers, and that I wanted her to go home by herself. She looked at me for a while and then practically ran to the car. The other two were amazed. She is well, I said, and she no longer needs your help. <laughs> a man who has within him the kingdom of heaven radiates holy thoughts, divine thoughts. The kingdom of God creates within us an atmosphere of heaven as opposed to the atmosphere of hell that is radiated by a person when Hades abides in his heart. The role of Christians in the world is to filter the atmosphere on earth and expand the atmosphere of the kingdom of God. We can keep guard over the whole world by keeping guard over the atmosphere of heaven within us. For if we lose the kingdom of heaven, we will save neither ourselves nor others. He who has the kingdom of God in himself will imperceptibly pass it on to others. People will be attracted by the peace and warmth in us. 
they will want to be near us, and the atmosphere of heaven will gradually pass on to them. It is not even necessary to speak to people about this. The atmosphere of heaven will radiate from us even when we keep silence or talk about ordinary things. And it will radiate from us even though we may not be aware of it. The kingdom of God will not make its abode in the heart of a person who has no obedience. For such a person always wants his will rather than God's to be done. In the kingdom of God there is no possibility of a kingdom within a kingdom. This was the goal of the fallen spirits too, and that is why they have fallen away from the Lord, the King of Glory. A person who is entrapped in the vicious cycle of chaotic thoughts in the atmosphere of Hades, or has only so much as touched it, feels the torments of hell. For example, we read the newspapers or take a walk in the streets, and afterwards we suddenly feel that something is not quite right in our souls. We feel an emptiness. We feel sadness. That is because by reading all sorts of things, our mind becomes distracted and the atmosphere of Hades has free access to our minds. The Holy Fathers tell us to let our attention be on the Lord immediately upon waking, to let our thoughts be united with Him during the, the entire day, and to remember Him at every moment. The Holy Fathers prayed to be delivered from forgetfulness. For we often get carried away by the things of this world and forget the Lord. We forget that He is everywhere and that any job we do and any task we perform is His. We think that the job we are doing is for someone else and we often perform our tasks unwillingly. When we perform a task unwillingly, soon resistance and a feeling of disgust are born in us and then our life becomes filled with resistance and disgust for everything, and we grow old in this manner. Your thoughts are burdened because you are influenced by the thoughts of your fellow men. Pray to the Lord that He might take this burden from you. These are the thoughts of others which differ from yours. They have their plan, and their plan is to attack you with their thoughts, instead of letting go. You have allowed yourself to become part of their plan. So of course you suffer. Had you ignored the attack, you would have kept your peace. They could have thought or said anything at all about you, yet you would have remained calm and at peace. Soon all their anger would have died down like a deflated balloon because of the pure and peaceful thoughts that you would have come from you. If you are like that, calm and full of love, if all you think are good and kind thoughts, they will stop warring against you in their thoughts and will not threaten you anymore. But if you demand an eye for an eye, that is war. Where there is war, there can be no peace. How can there be peace on a battlefield when everyone is looking over, when everyone is looking over their shoulders and anticipating a surprise attack from the enemy? The Holy Father struggled in acquiring peace. One of the Holy Fathers said, The mind is a great wanderer. It is always traveling. It cannot rest until the only one who can lay it to rest appears. If the Holy Fathers fought so hard to acquire peace, 
We too must always keep in mind that we must strive to be good at all times, all the time. And so, this means that our mind cannot attain peace unless the Mighty One, the Holy Spirit, enlightens us. That is when our minds learn to contemplate in the right way. And we come to the realization that quiet and gentle thoughts, full of love and forgiveness, are the way to peace and stillness. Why does the Lord command us to love our enemies and to pray for them? Not for their sake, but for ours. For as long as we bear grudges, as long as we dwell on, on how someone offended us, we will have no peace. If the head of the family is burdened with cares and worries about the future of his family, he will have no peace. All the members of the family will feel unrest. They will know that something is wrong, but they will not know exactly what. We can see how much our thoughts influence others. Misunderstandings in the family also happen because of our thoughts. In our town of Petrovac, there used to be a priest named Father B. Father B. Period. He had a distinctive personality. A little rough, sharp-spoken, and demanding in discipline. But he had an unbelievable love for animals. There were always dogs and cats in his house. One autumn day, he went to bless the home of a parishioner who had a huge, ferocious German shepherd. The dog was as big as a calf. <clears throat> when Father B walked through the gate, the dog leapt forward and threw himself at the priest. Everyone was sure that he was attacking him. But the priest spread his arms wide and said, Come, let's wrestle. The dog placed his paws on his shoulders and began to lick his face. Everyone was amazed. He knows I like animals, said the priest. This is what happens when a person has good thoughts. When animals who are not rational beings feel this, how much more will our fellow men feel our good thoughts? How much more will our, our fellow men feel our good thoughts. Our thoughts create either harmony or disharmony in the world. Once a girl came to see me. She was a university student and both her parents were doctors. She said she had problems with one of her professors who refused to mark her paper. <laughs> she said she had problems with one of her professors who refused to mark her paper. I told her, why do, we, why do you wage war with your teacher? You should respect her as though she were your mother. She is disciplining you for your own good. The girl would not hear of it. No, father, she said. That teacher is mean. She's like this, she's like that. I give all the right answers to her questions and all she does is tell me to come next time. She hasn't given me a mark yet. I told the girl that her teacher was evidently distracted, but that she was waging a war against her, uh, that she was waging a war against her teacher in her mind. I told her that she must pray for her teacher, that the Lord might send an angel of peace, and that he might give her the strength to love her teacher. Then everything would be all right. The girl thought I was telling her fairy tales. 
This went on for another year, and she began to lose hope of of ever completing her first year. Then she began to pray for her teacher, and the next time she sat for an exam, she passed and received a high mark. As soon as a desire for or as soon as a desire or a worldly thought enters our mind, God immediately sends a warning. Instead of coming to our senses and blocking such thoughts and desires, we nurture them and long for them, and afterwards we wonder why bad things happen to us. These signs of warning come in the form of temptations. In our minds we conceive everything we do, say, and plan. Without this we cannot do or say anything. Everything first receives its shape and form and manifests in our thoughts. Thoughts are the power that conceives everything in the center of our being, the heart. And when we are united with the source of life, everything is revealed to us and we are open to all kinds of knowledge. When a person has the grace of God, his thoughts are unbelievably powerful because it is the power of God Himself that acts in us. If we have turned away from God in our thoughts and hearts, then our thoughts can be terrible, even death-dealing to our fellow men. If we are united with the Lord with a, a heart full of faith, the power of grace works in us. But if we have not yet cleansed ourselves from pride and still feel offended and angered when others say unkind words to us, then the power of God in us is diminishing. An old woman came to me and told me that the that her neighbor was bothering her. She said that the other woman was constantly throwing things into her yard, so she was at her wit's end. I asked her why she was always quarreling with her neighbor, but the old woman said that she never even spoke to her evil neighbor. I insisted that she quarreled with her every day. I said to her, You are convinced that she is doing evil things to you, and you are constantly thinking about her. Let her do whatever it is she is doing. You just turn your thoughts to prayer, and you will see that it will stop bothering you. The Apostle James says, You say you have faith. Show your faith through your works, then. You say you have faith. Show your faith through your works, then. James, see reference James chapter 2, verse 18. Satan, too, believes and trembles, James chapter 2, 19. Yet he opposes God and every good thing. Many people on this earth consider themselves to be atheists. But when we think carefully, we understand that there is no rational being on the planet earth who does not long after true life and absolute love. Absolute love never changes. It lasts forever. We long for absolute good and absolute peace with all our heart. In reality, we long for God. God is life. God is love. He is peace and joy. In our hearts, we long for God. But in our thoughts, we oppose Him. As we said, Satan believes and trembles, yet he opposes God. Likewise, an atheist is not really an atheist but an opponent of God. Thus, we long after God in our hearts, but oppose Him in our thoughts. Our opposition cannot harm God, 
for He is Almighty. But it can certainly harm us. Our thoughts, moods, and desires set a path for our life. Our thoughts reflect our whole life. If our thoughts are quiet, peaceful, and full of love, kindness, and purity, then we have peace. For peaceful thoughts make possible the existence of inner peace, which radiates from us. However, if we breed negative thoughts, then our inner peace is shattered. Here is what the Holy Fathers say about thoughts. If thoughts that take away our peace assail us, know that they are from hell. Such thoughts must not be accepted. They must be banished immediately. We must struggle for our own good and strive for peace to take root in our souls. Peace, joy, and divine love. Our Heavenly Father wants all of His creatures all of his children to have his divine properties. He wants us to be full of love, peace, joy, truthfulness, and kindness. He wants us to be able to comfort others. We also want to become meek and, and humble, for only such a person radiates goodness and kindness. Such a person is never insulted even when you shout and scold him. You can even hit him and all he does is pity you for tormenting yourself so. There are very few such people on this earth, but they are the reason why the sun still warms planet earth and why God gives us his blessing to go on living and to have everything we need in order to live. You see now why our thoughts must change? Lord, I pray that we would become like Elder Thaddeus says that we should become humble and meek and able to take abuse from others um, and, 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 and just pity them and, and pray for them and turn to you. Help us to become like that. Help us to become not so offended that we don't take so much offense at things I know that I am uh, easily offended Lord and I don't want to be like that help us to become meek and humble help me to become meek and humble I pray in the name of your son Jesus Christ I pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Father have mercy the Holy Theotokos have mercy on us. Amen. And uh, I will continue with Elder Thaddeus, the teachings of Elder Thaddeus, the next episode. Thank you for listening. God bless you and good night.
Shiva.